What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Seven Figure Flipping Podcast. This is Bill Allen, and I have an amazing show for you today with an active duty Marine Corps officer. He is an amazing guy. And listen to this, six months of working in his business on his wholesaling business. I went to Flip Hacking Live in October 2020, joined the Seven Figure Runway, and six months it took him to get this first deal um, signed, inked, and towards the goal line where it's going to close. And we shared some of the things that were working, uh, some things with cold calling, um, some of the mindset struggles that he had and that he worked through, uh, some great tips, uh, some things that that he needed to push him and some great advice for you of how if you're hitting some roadblocks, you're getting discouraged, um, you're thinking about quitting, you're wanting to stop, how to keep going and what to use to power you through it. So um, we are going through this military series right now. And uh, I'm bringing on some uh, veterans, some active duty folks, all kinds of different military folks talking about their story, their struggles, their successes, these kind of things. And we're going to share more of that at an event that we're hosting called Veterans REI Live. So you can go to veteranslive.com. It's 100% free. You don't have to be in the military. If you're listening to this, you can come to the event. It's going to be hosted by military members, and we're going to be talking to the military members. But you can absolutely come join us. We're going to talk about all kinds of different things from wholesaling and flipping to hiring to managing people, building a business, uh, raising money, apartment building investing, Airbnbs, rental properties, uh, using the VA loans and loan structure to help you, uh, house hacking, all kinds of stuff like that. So we have nine amazing speakers. Uh, we're even talking about being a limited partner in a syndication and, and uh, hard money lending if you have some money and you want to do that. So really great event. You can go to veteranslive.com and check it out. Like I said, it's a free event. It's on a Saturday. It's uh, all day. It's going to be absolutely amazing. May 1st. So hope to see you guys there. And without further ado, here's my good friend, Adam Whitney, talking about his deal and some of the mindset and his kind of journey on this uh, over this last few years of uh, real estate investing, getting to some big wins right now. My name is Bill Allen, and I'm the leader of a group of elite house flippers and wholesalers called Seven Figure Flipping. We don't brag or show off our success, but instead let integrity and stewardship be our guide. We are dedicated to helping people unlock the freedom they desperately need. If you ask other real estate investors, they will say to keep your secrets quiet. But we believe in abundance, not scarcity. And that's why we are the elite. We are Seven Figure Flipping, and this podcast is our playbook. All right, everybody, we are back with another episode of this veteran series that we're doing. I'm really excited about today's guest. I know that he has been uh, in our mastermind group. I've watched him. I've watched some of the struggles, and now he's kind of hitting this uh, success period, and I can't wait to hear about some of the things he's going to talk about today. So um, we've talked to some other veterans or active duty members on the podcast. And we're doing this series on uh, veterans in real estate investing and some uh, challenges and some uh, skill sets and mindsets that military members may have that hopefully, whether you're, if you're a military member, you can take it and use it, you might have it. Or if you're not, what can you learn from some that are seeing success? And what I found for military members is they just n never really give, give up. They have the grit, they have the the passion, once they set their mind to it, they just go. And I don't know if that's something that's inherent in, in us, that's taught in us, something like that. But it's definitely something that uh, I'll use the term civilian could take from it and, and probably implement in their business and their life to see some more success and some of that stuff. So we'll talk about that and jump into it today. And uh, without further ado, I got a friend of mine, Adam Whitney on the podcast. What's up, Adam? Hey, thanks for having me, Bill. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for being on. And I'm looking forward to jumping into your story a little bit because I know that uh, you've been posting inside of our Facebook group and stuff with some of the successes. I've read some of the stories. It's just been amazing. I knew that we had to kind of share some of that stuff because it's not 
always easy and it sounds easy sometimes people see success but to hear from somebody who like for me my story it took four and a half months to get my first wholesale deal and uh, that seemed like a very very long time especially when I was shelling out a lot of money so uh, I'm excited to hear kind of your story and walk through that today and I'm sure the listeners will take a lot from it so let's get started just by sharing some of your background like who you are uh, where you live your military history stuff like that yeah, well, well, first off, I'm, I'm currently uh, in California. I'm stationed in California, 17 years in the service, and I actually invest virtually in the Florida market. So I'm not even in my market. Um, like I said, I've been serving for 17 years. I've been married for 15. I've got two kids and uh, plenty going on in life. Um, just love real estate. I love real estate. I bought a property to live in in 2017 with the intention of renting it, figured out that that wasn't a difficult process, probably read around 100 books and listened to 1,000 podcasts in 2018, uh, which was what I consider my learning phase, taught myself all the different niches. 2019, I started buying rental properties uh, across the country, some in Milwaukee. Um, I invested in multifamily syndications and a mobile home park. I've done private lending and I kind of went the reverse route and decided I wanted to go and do wholesaling. And that led me to Flip Hacking Live, a fantastic event. And I just love the community. I love the velocity of operations, the velocity of deals, solving problems um, and, and the hustle with it really. And that kind of led me to my journey in wholesaling right now. Okay, so let's go back a little bit. 2018, uh, it sounds like you, you had some money when you, in 2018, you were, and you, what were you doing with it then? Were you interested in, in investing in real estate? Because you, being a, it sounds like, I'm guessing a limited partner in some apartments and mobile homes and stuff like that and buying rentals. Uh, were you taking some money like from, a, from the stock market, from retirement, anything like that at that time? What, what did that look like? Yeah, that's a great question. So I'm, I'm, I don't have I don't have a bunch of money, but what I did do uh, actually before I part of that learning phase was I discovered the financial independence retire early, and my wife is fantastic. She does all the day to day budgeting, and we were just saving over fifty percent of our income. Like delayed gratification, we have everything we want. We're not we're not we don't feel like we're sacrificing. And we were just saving as much money as we could and investing it. That was it. All right. I don't, I don't want to skip past this because this is actually exactly how I got started. When I got commissioned, I was living off of like 45% of my salary and I would save it up and I was dump, kind of dumping it in the stock market and things like that for a long time to try to build that up. And like, like you said, I didn't have a ton of money, but I definitely had some. And it's not because I was given anything or I made a ton of money because I didn't. I was making, I don't know, I was probably making like sixty or $70,000 out of college, something like that, I would guess, as in 01. And, um, and I, just, I just lived below my means uh, big time. And I really just kind of saved a ton of money. And I think that's, it sounds like that's a little bit of, of your story. How did you guys do that? How, what did you... Did you just say no to everything? Did you not make trips? Did you sacrifice math? Eat ramen noodles all day? Or what is life like <laughs> in that, that fire type mentality? No, I, I think people would be surprised if they approach their finances with a little intentionality of how much waste you'll find. Um, we, we basically just combed through every single thing we were paying for and decided like, you know, you get subscriptions and all this stuff that you don't need. We're like, man, we never use that. So we just started cutting we, you know, you have three, you have three major spends, right? That's house, car, and food. 
and we don't buy new cars. We both, uh, both of our cars are owned. So that's one big expense. We live, we get military housing we live on base. So while they do take the money for that, that's another less, um, part of my expenses. And then for food, my wife is like, she'll go to like 10 stores to get the best deal. She's really, she's just really, really talented at that. So, um, and, and no, we're not, you know, we're not eating ramen noodle. We're eating normal. We're actually trying, you know, we eat healthy, we buy good food. It, it's not hard. You just have to be intentional. Okay. Yeah, I agree with that. And I, we, we just leak so much money and really what it is, it's kind of like going out, eating out, like, um, stuff like that. It's very wasteful. Uh, a lot of what we spend money on, it's kind of the, the wants and, and not the needs. So get the, get the needs taken care of. And then that doesn't mean you don't set it. It's really about budgeting. Like uh, the better you can budget, the better you can figure out where your money's going. And it's like at the end, it shouldn't be at the end of the month where you're like, there's nothing left in my bank account. You should, it, like you said, intentionality, like plan for that ahead of time. So being able to save up money, do some private lending, invest in uh, rentals, uh, limited partners in apartment buildings and stuff like that. That's that's really awesome. Kind of taking some of that and and starting to learn that. Would you recommend that people take a year to read books and podcasts and stuff like that, and then maybe another year to do kind of what you did to figure out what niche they want to be in, and then the next like take three years to really get going and and take some action? What do you think? Well, I, I mean, first off, I advocate for taking action in general, even if that action is learning. I think, you know, we're all going to be a little different, but there is some there is some value in learning about what you're investing in. On principle, I think you should know what you're investing in. And, you know, some of that's got to be self, self-discipline. You got to go, go learn. Maybe you don't need a year. I'm a Marine, so maybe I'm a little slower than others. Um, but I, I do think you should learn about what you're doing. But Here's, here's what I see people around me when, when they ask me about investing is they never get to the part where they start taking action. You will never have the certainty that you desire as a human, especially when it comes to investing. You will never have it. Um, there's, there's always risk with investing, no matter what it is. So you just have to understand that. You have to understand the asset you're investing in. And, um, you know, you do have to take action. It doesn't work if you don't take action. So a lot of people leave that part out. Okay, let's talk about, so let's fast forward into your journey in wholesaling. So 2020, October, 2020, you came to Flip Hacking Live. You joined the Runway Program. Is that when you got started kind of jumping into wholesaling? And what are some of the things that you did right away? Yeah. That, so first off, the only thing I knew about wholesaling was kind of the, the taglines. People say, hey, you don't need any money to get started. You just need to hustle. You can get, uh, you know, you can go out and make these big checks that you see people posting online. Obviously, there's there's not a lot of truth to that, just a little bit. Um, so I learned through you guys, Seven Figure Flipping Runway Group and, and all the great stuff you're putting out because I didn't know anything. So I needed to figure out what the process was. I needed to learn marketing. I needed to uh, learn sales. So I basically spent that November learning and starting to get the systems I needed, which were not nothing crazy, just like a CRM and a few things. Um, and then I started marketing in December. I started doing cold calling. Uh, with a virtual assistant and I basically failed and I, I had to fire the virtual assistant. The caller I was using wasn't good. The dialer um, wasn't great. And, you know, I was a little bit frustrated because it, in the military, the only option is really to win. You're either winning or you're learning, but I, I'd like to do more winning than learning. Uh, when I'm executing, 
unfortunately, I, I, I had to learn on this one and reset in January and get back up and running in February. Okay. So what are some of the things that you learned from that? Uh, like hiring the cold caller, using the dialer, do, doing that kind of stuff that could, you could share with the audience and hopefully they can skip that learning curve and learn some of the lessons that you did the hard way. Yeah. So you, a couple of things. One, if, if you have time, you can do cold calling on your own, right? There's a, there's three or four five, six different uh, power dialers out there that really helps you get through. It's all a numbers game. The more people I can call, the more people I can talk to, the more people I talk to, the more leads I get, the more leads I get, the more contracts I get, the more contracts I get, the more contracts I close, right? It's that, it, that is really the process as you well know, Bill. Um, so yeah, if you know, you don't, you don't need a power dialer, but I, I would recommend it. And then in terms of hiring a cold caller, right? So for me, I, I don't have time. I don't have as much time as others, but I still am going to make it happen. So I went out and outsourced the hiring to one of these companies that do all the managing for you. They did not perform. I got a cold caller. I was doing a lot of the managing. The cold caller wasn't performing and I eventually had to let them go. So one big lesson there is no redundancy built in. If that cold caller didn't show up, I only had one at the time. If that cold caller didn't show up, then I had no marketing going out. And what I've learned now with consistent marketing is you have to have you have to be consistent in marketing. It has to always be going out to fill your lead bucket and you always have to be touching your leads. All right. So what kind of changes did you make after that? So you've seen some success recently. We'll kind of get there. What are some changes that you made from there? Uh, what was the plan after that? You got let that person go uh, with that. Yeah. So I just went on a hunt for um, two cold callers this time to build in some redundancy. And the way that we interviewed for these cold callers was a little different. I was looking for somebody who wanted to be a part of the team. So sometimes you might see these virtual assistants and think like, oh, they're just, they're just a tool, but you know, they're, they're teammates. They're on the team. They're in the company. So I, I treated it like that. I found somebody I could assimilate to the culture. I found somebody who was going to show up every day and execute and was going to be bought in. Um, so I actually found two people doing that and they have worked out really, really well. And then we provided high quality training. So they understood the process. They understood the four pillars of qualifying a lead and, and all of those things. And it's been really good. We've been marketing now consistently for about seven or eight weeks and we've got over 80 leads and i've just got a contract and i'm working on a second contract today i'm also working disposition so okay so two cold callers how did did you did you still use that same company did you go out and do it yourself how did you do it let's get into some of the details of that because i think there's probably some people that are that are resonating with this they're in the same boat as you they're, they're yeah. working with third-party companies and might not be performing. I've had some issues with third-party companies for a while. Yeah. So, so I used the third-party company the first time. The deal with that company was they, they, it was their VA, not mine, which I ended up deciding that wasn't going to be good for me. So this time for hiring, I did use a recruitment um, company called uh, Vocity another wholesaler. It's VAO city. It's another, it's a guy who actually is wholesaling. He has multiple businesses down in the Florida area where I'm at. And uh, what they do is they recruit for you and 
they'll bring you five, seven, four candidates. They'll interview on a panel with you and they'll get their uh, call examples, their resume, their disc profile, and they bring you all that stuff. So you can actually make a decision hiring. If you don't like any of those, if none of those candidates fit, they'll bring you new ones. Um, so you actually get to hire the person. Then they have this really fantastic uh, training program for them. They put them through this training program and then they do a handoff and provide you 30 days of support after. And it's just been a really positive experience for me. I got both my cold callers through them. I'll get more through them. Um, it, it's totally worth it because it, it saves the money. You know, time is time is money and it's totally worth the time it saved me. How, how much how much did it cost? You know, off the top, top of your head? Uh, yeah. So the first time you go through them, they charge a one time twenty five hundred dollar fee. Okay. Uh, and then it and then it's less after that. You know, it goes down to like fifteen hundred bucks. But that's so that's for the bucks, whole process. That's all all the process. You can hire as as many as you want, or a certain number. I mean, theoretically, you if you interviewed. Yeah, I, I guess I only asked for one at the time, each time I called them, but I, I guess you could hire multiple with them. Okay. Uh, so uh, yeah. So VAO city sounds pretty cool. Um, obviously I'm, I've not, haven't gone through it. I'm not going to like put a stamp of approval on it, but Adam's gone through it. It sounds, it sounds really good. Some of this stuff that sticker shock to a lot of you is probably like, Whoa, but you know, it's, it's interesting because this isn't like, like Adam said, it's investment in your business. It's uh, the plan. It's roll it into your marketing budget, those kind of things. And, and see what the value is. Adam doesn't have any, uh, any time probably to do all this and the process and the systems and all that stuff to figure out how to put, how to go hire a bunch of different VAs. Uh, there's, very, there's much cheaper ways to do it, obviously, but sometimes you might get what you pay for. So I've, uh, I've paid third-party people a lot of money. I've been pleasantly surprised with some and not so surprised with others. Um, right now, I have a third-party company that's helping me go out to hire a COO for seven-figure flipping, a, an integrator for our company. that They run off EOS. They go out and hire for companies uh, that are in EOS. Our EOS implementer recommended them, and it's very expensive. But what I know is I don't have a lot of time to build the ad, to, to call, the, to check, look at all the resumes, to go through all of it. And that's going to be, it's going to be my responsibility to do that. So is it worth that much money? for me to work on other things that are going to make me and the company move forward and make more money where I don't have to spend my time on that because my time is very valuable. It's probably 40 to 80 hours of my time that I'm going to save by going to do something else. So it is worth tens of thousands of dollars to me to do that. So uh, keep that in mind when you guys are thinking about that. All right. So let's talk, let's talk about it right now. You're cold calling. And um, what has it been like? Like how, where are you at? What are some of the successes that you've seen? And uh, tell, tell us a little bit about maybe the deal that you guys have right now. Okay. I'll, I'll walk you a little bit through what my day looks like. So I, I get up at 4 a.m. So I've got to be in my, my normal job usually by about 7.30. So I'm up at 4. My cold callers are calling eight hours a day each. So 80 hours a week, tens of thousands of numbers. And when they get leads, they input it into my CRM. From there, I'm a one-man show. So I'm doing acquisitions, transaction coordination, administration, and dispositions. So from 4 a.m. to about 7, 7.30, I'm on the phones. I'm calling the leads for that day. I'm doing follow-ups. Um, so a while back, I'd actually gotten one thing under contract. It was a really niche residential lot in an affluent neighborhood of Tampa. And it was, it was priced relatively high, but... 
um, it would have been a good deal for a builder. It just required such a niche buyer. I, I wasn't able to disposition it and I had a really good relationship with the seller. So there was no hard feelings on that one. So that was, uh, you know, as you're going, you want to get your first contract. That's almost like, yes, I got one. And then it falls apart a little bit. So that can be discouraging, but you've got to push through that. And then, um, once I reset marketing, I started getting 10 to 20, 25 leads a week into my CRM. And, you know, it really is all just, it really is all about just talking to people every day and following up, talk to a guy. Um, he says, yes, I'd be willing to sell my house for 133,000 with an ARV of 155. I told him, Hey, that's not going to work. It needs a ton of work. And here's kind of we just go into negotiation. So then um, my rough initial numbers, I give him a price range. He says, okay, I can do 115. I come back, I look at it. I say, I don't know if I can do um, more than that. It's going to have to be less. And eventually I negotiated him uh, to a price that was reasonable, probably a base hit. Honestly, um, I actually have an investor showing tomorrow on it. So they're going to walk through tomorrow and that was another thing. I'd focus so heavy because your business uh, moves left to right, starts in acquisitions, right? Starts in uh, marketing and acquisitions. I'd focused all on the left side. I need to get leads. I need to talk to potential sellers. And I need to get something under contract. Um, once it was under contract, I had fortunately, I kind of listened to you, Bill, and I started scraping Facebook for buyers. I started, um, I built kind of a lead magnet type thing to get buyers to do their own sign up organically. And I had a, I had a small list, so that was useful. And then I had to go back and watch your videos and make sure I knew what I was doing for disposition, pull the list, market it out. And to my surprise, I mean, I marketed it via email. I was going to do text, but I'd already, I'd gotten so much response that I didn't end up doing it yet. So I marketed it via email. I put it on Facebook. I put it on Craigslist. I put it anywhere I could put it. I posted that thing and I ended up receiving somewhere between 40 and 80 responses on it. Okay. Wow. There's a couple things that I want to cover. So number one, if you're listening to this and you're getting started in wholesaling, uh, leads of sellers and leads of buyers. Those are the only two things that you need to worry about from the beginning. So I, I know Adam's story. I read it in the Facebook group of ours. He's like, my buyer's list isn't as big as I wanted it to be. I wish I kind of focused on that some. And I'll tell you, that is going to be important. And maybe that deal, that lot in Tampa could have been moved if you knew the right things to do, had built those relationships, those kind of things. So if you're listening to this, there's on, on our YouTube channel, Seven Figure Flipping, there's a video that I did for free. It's a like three best ways to find buyers for like no money or very little money. Could you just go watch that video to start? Um, you don't have to have access right now to the runway videos and all that stuff that we talk about. But that video I did, it's it's going to help you. Just go start building a buyer's list now. And but listen, listen, listen to that. Forty to eighty response, like eighty responses or something to a deal. Like you've you've got a pretty frothy, excited buyer's list there at least. Like the people that you do have are interested. They're good. You could have ten thousand people on your buyer's list and only get ten leads. And then Adam's got a great buyer's list where he's getting a ton of leads from that of buyers, interested buyers. So these people are in the market, everything, there's, there's, there's not enough deals out there to go around right now. So it is, everybody should be chomping at the bit to get your emails. I have guys, I have people that text me like, Hey, I haven't seen an email from you in a while. And am I still on your list? And I was like, well, check your spam or check some other places, your promotions tab. Other people are buying them. They're going out. 
And he's like, oh my gosh, add me again, figure out how to get it to me. Send me your, what you have. I was like, just go to our website, man. You can look there every day. So build your buyer's list. Um, I want to ask you how you handle virtual showings. So you say you have a showing tomorrow, I think you said. So how do you handle that? You're in California and they're going through it in Florida. Yeah. So one thing that I think is really critical, this is why I love real estate. It's a people game. It's a people business. I'm an aggressive networker. So you need to build a team on the ground. You need boots on the ground. So I'm, I'll get in the Facebook pages. I start talking to agents. I start talking to other people. So bottom line is I found a fantastic real estate agent um, who I've been, been working with and, and she's, she's just on top of her game. She's, she executes. And obviously I compensate her for the work she does and we've got a really good relationship. So she's, she went and put a lockbox on it for me. Uh, she's going to do the showing tomorrow. She helps me run comps and talks to me about kind of the niche parts of the neighborhoods and, and what we could sell things for. She's just really, really talented. What did you, what did you work out with her? What do you, do you pay her like a flat fee for each house? Do you pay her for hourly? Like what, how do you set that up with somebody like that? Yeah. So I, I just told her, Hey, I'll pay you $50 if you go take pictures of houses for me every mm. time you do it. Right. Cause it, for me, I get the, I get it under contract and then go get pictures taken. Right. Yep. And then I can renegotiate later. So I want it to be under contract before I pay somebody money to go take pictures. And then um, if she does like, let's say it's a buyer who's not using, or excuse me, a seller who's not using the internet and stuff. And I need a, somebody to sign it. I'll pay her 3% of the net to go do that along with the showings. And then if she brings me a buyer, um, you know, I pay her a percentage, you know, kind of like a JV percentage on that. Cool. Yeah. It's so definitely, uh, if you can find somebody good, who's reliable in the market, it's really important. So boots on the ground. We talked about that. We just did a virtual series, um, a couple episodes ago. So if you want to go back and listen to some of the virtual tips that we have of, uh, running numbers, ARVs going out and, um, and, uh, finding contractors to fix them up as a house flipper, and then how to sell your properties for as much money virtually. I interviewed three virtual uh, flippers talking about that stuff. So um, I, I saw you, I, I think in your post, you talked about like a conversation that you had with Becca uh, or like some sort of mindset shift that happened for you recently. I'd be interested to hear a little bit more about that. And um, what would you, what could you share with some of the listeners that might be kind of struggling? Because I mean, what are we, we're in April right now and you started in October. So this is, you know, six months probably of, of going forward with getting that first house under contract now. Yeah. So I think just for me being in the military, you know, you have to have a balance between confidence and humility. And sometimes we err on the side of confidence and I just felt like I was going to win right out of the gate and I wasn't. And, um, I, I, pitched like, Hey, here's my, here's my huge vision, like huge vision. And Becca just kind of told me like, Hey man, you need to come back down to earth. And she told me one thing though, that was like such a golden nugget for me, which was don't, you need to stop worrying about all this stuff and just make offers. Like you, that's what you have to focus on. And, you know, she just humbled me and I needed that. And I was struggling. So I had no reason to have this, uh, you know, the confidence that I, that I thought I had, um, but she humbled me and I needed that. And it really encouraged me to just, you know, continue to grind, continue to take action and continue to make offers. Are you, so making offers is like the most important thing, right? And a lot of times you said it in the beginning, you were 
setting up the systems and the process, getting a CRM, those kind of things. I really caution against that in the first like video or two that we have in the runway program and, um, and our academy uh, videos. But like a little bit of that is okay, but really it's getting out there and making offers and just like going and taking action to figure out the next step and the next step. And I have to have it all figured out. I, I have that problem. Like for me, I, I want to have it all figured out before I get started. It's gotten better over time, but I know when I got started, I was like you. I spent a year in the library and at RIA meetings. And then I spent, you know, listening to podcasts and all this other stuff, reading books. And then I bought a couple of rental properties and I thought I was a real estate investor. And then I got into this group of people in seven figure flipping and was like majorly humbled. People were just absolutely crushing me. And I thought I was kind of a big deal or I was going to be a big deal. And I wasn't at all. And showed up for the first meeting of people doing like five, 10 deals a month. And I did like one the year before. It was just crazy to see. And so that's what really kind of pushed me. Um, You you tagged a lot of people in that post. Um, What are some of the things in inside of the program would you say, like what's the one thing that you think has been the biggest impact on you? Um, Maybe it was the laser coaching, the accountability, that call with Becca, the Facebook group, the videos, I don't know what it is. What is the thing that has kind of like impacted you the most that you don't think that you would have had without it? That, that's, a, that's a tough question. I'm, what, how I'm going to answer that is there, in my mind, there's a triad. There's three things that have been critical to me. Uh, number one is the laser coaching. So Bill's got a program where you have people in the next group up who are doing, who have good businesses or doing a lot of deals and they're, they're, they're seeing a lot of success. They come down and they coach us. That has been huge. Those coaches have just given and given to me like unbelievably. I I, I can't, I just can't express the gratitude I have for them. Um, So that's one part. The second part is an accountability group. So I have uh, five other guys in my group who are all doing what I'm doing you know, some a little ahead of me, some, some about the same as where I'm at. And we're able just to talk our struggles daily, talk our struggles daily. And then the last part is the Facebook group, right? So the Facebook group is filled with people who are doing what we're doing and understand what's going on. So it's really easy to ask questions in there and get responses and, and kind of just communicate with other people in the community, which obviously aren't, aren't surrounding us where we're sitting right now. Yeah, those are the things that for me, like Becca actually built out this little accountability group for me and a couple other friends before I joined Seven Figure Flipping. And it ended up just being me and Becca on the call. Everybody else dropped off because it was early in the morning. It was like 6 a.m. for me in Pensacola, 7 a.m. for uh, them on the East Coast. And it was like 5 a.m. for the guy who was in uh, uh, Colorado, I think, or he was in yeah. Montana. And so they just kind of like fizzled out. You could tell the people that were dedicated, we stayed. And uh, so accountability has been huge. The Facebook group was massive for me and just the network, like other people pushing me, I think. So I'm glad that, uh, that it's been impactful for you. And the one thing that I will say that you've done is you take advantage of that stuff. So not everybody in the group is taking advantage of the Facebook groups or the, um, or the laser coaching calls and stuff like that. Like those laser, I watch those laser calls, laser coaching calls. It's amazing. Like watching Ryan Smith jump on and like share a screen and just go through and, and show these people what the deeds look like and this divorce list and, and pulling lists for them. It's, it's been really cool to watch. And uh, I see you on there a lot, which is probably a big part of your success. Like you're actually working towards it. And it's about taking action. It's about committing. It's about dedicating to it. And you're, I mean, I listen to you and it reminds me of six or seven years ago when I was waking up at 
four o'clock in the morning and going to the office and just working before the sun came up and my, my family got up. And then the same thing at night, putting them to bed and then going back into the office for a few hours. And that's the dedication that's needed. Any, any time, any chance I get, it was there. And it's almost like the obsession that comes with this. Um, you just become obsessed with reaching success and, 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 and winning. Like you said, you use the term uh, exactly like I would, um, I want to win. So what are some, uh, what have you, what are like some of the big things that you learn in any kind of like last, uh, things that you can give to the audience of, uh, what's kind of helped you. Maybe it's a, um, I don't know, a tip or a trick or some, something that had to change in the way that you were thinking or, um, some advice that you would give on how, uh, actually before I ask that, what made you keep pushing after six months and not like hang it up and say, well, I just can't do this. Uh, wow. Yeah. So, I mean, you, I've been serving for 17 years and th the only option is to win. There is no other option. And I think the correlation to what I've experienced over the past 17 years is you just have to find a way and like, you can't quit. You cannot quit your professional reputation. Your character is on the line and that's always in the back of my head. So even though I know there are challenges and it's, it's even harder doing this business because you spend money on it and you have a family and you're telling your family like, Hey, trust me, it's going to work. So, but you can't quit. You just can't quit. And I think, um, if you can have that kind of mindset and you can be resilient enough to continue to push through, I always think I'm just, I'm, I'm close to a breakthrough and I cannot quit right before I break through. Yeah. I think seeing those small wins are really important in us, uh, especially in the beginning, because if you're not giving yourself a win, you're going to stop that cycle of kind of continuing to work hard and continue to put in the time. It just slowly kind of fizzles out. I I've talked about it before and it's kind of like you have this plan a and a lot of people have plan B, C, D and E. And they're just like, well, okay, I tried it. It doesn't work. I'm going to move on. I'm going to do this other thing. I'm going to do this other thing. I'm going to go over here. Um, I think really think to, it's, it's not, it's, it is hard. Like it's hard to build this business. It's hard to wholesale flip. It's hard to buy an apartment building. It's hard to buy a mobile home park. It's hard. It's all of it's hard. It's hard to save up enough money to be a private lender. It, all that stuff is hard and it's about dedication and commitment. And you obviously have it. And I think that, I think that comes with, I mean, you've mentioned a, a lot of times the time in the military, the all of that stuff. What do you think the military gave you that um, that is important for other people like civilians and folks that haven't served in the military that could possibly think about um, maybe building that up to get to a point where they can be successful like you? Yeah, I think um, number one, pretty common, I think most people know is you, you learn what true discipline means, right? You learn what really specifically self-discipline, doing doing the right thing when nobody's looking, like doing those small things correct. If you can do the little things correct, the big things will happen well. So it's just the little colloquialisms like that. You truly live that. And um, you do it with high ethics and high character. And I think that translates so well to business. I think that translates so well to networking and building relationships. Awesome. Uh, yeah, it reminds me of uh, the make your bed speech that the Admiral That's gave, right. you know, just make your bed in the morning, so do the little things you got to win right, right when you get up and then you can go win the day. So, um, this has been awesome. I really, uh, I really appreciate you taking the time. And I realized that we're pulling you away from doing your follow-ups and cold calling and stuff like that. I'm looking at the clock going, I'm in his window of, of work time and we're, uh, you're graciously giving it to us, uh, to share this stuff. So it's been awesome. I really enjoyed kind of following your story, uh, sharing, 
uh, messages with you and stuff like that. And then watching, seeing that post was just amazing. Like that, that was one of the best posts I've ever read. Um, it was so long. You were tagging people. You were t telling the story of how all these people influenced you and affected you. And it really is about that journey that we take and we go on to get where we've gotten. And everybody to, 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 to acknowledge and give thanks to those people along the way is really important. Like I would not be anywhere right now without the folks that have uh, guided me along the way and been a part of my story. And now it's really cool to be able to share some of this stuff with you guys, build these videos, build our events and stuff like that, where I can uh, have a platform for you guys to come up and you to tell your story and speak on, you know, the success that you've had and inspire somebody else. So it's really just, I look at like Andy and Justin as kind of like the grandparents of of our group. And then it's like me and the next level. And then down past that, it's some other people that we've influenced. And then they're, they're influencing you and seeing like Chad and Nina and Ryan and, and Becca and all those people in that post kind of like influencing you has been really cool because I've had a small hand in, uh, in bringing them in and making them a part of it. So it's amazing. It's uh, really cool. And then I, I can't wait to see you kind of uh, move up uh, to, you know, through your success and start influencing a ton of others. And I know that you have today on this podcast. So Thank you for, for coming on, spending the time with us. And I do want to mention our military event at the end. It's a free event. Uh, you don't have to be military to attend. So if you're listening to this, you can attend. We're going to talk about all kinds of different things. We're going to talk about wholesaling and flipping. We're going to talk about raising money. We're going to talk about the mindset of, and building a business, uh, hiring and training and managing people. We're going to talk about apartment buildings. We're going to talk about rental properties, Airbnbs, uh, all kinds of stuff in the investing world in one day. So it's May 1st. I just want to invite you guys. I'm helping run it. It's going to be our virtual platform that we're building it off of, just like we did at this uh, multifamily uh, live virtual summit that we did. So really cool tech. We've got an awesome studio set up here that I'll be broadcasting it from. Uh, the team's going to be running it. It's, it's on a Saturday. So if you have a job, full-time job, you can set aside May 1st on a Saturday um, to, to do it. We did that because a lot of military members have full-time jobs and they can't be with us Monday through Friday. And uh, so you don't have to be military to attend, but it is going to be toward the military members using VA loans, rental properties, all of the kind of mindset, skill sets and stuff like that, that we know that they have. And, but come support it. We're, we raised enough money last year to uh, give away a house to the Veterans Community Project to a homeless veteran. We built a tiny house. Uh, we raised $35,000 and donated to them. This year it's free. We're not charging for it. Um, but I might ask you for something while you're there. So, um, and the more people that we can get there, the more impact that we can have. 100% of anything that we bring in at that event will go towards Veterans Community Project, but 100% free for you to show up and learn and all of those things. So, and we have some, we have nine different speakers, some really great guests. I'm really excited about it, and um, I can't wait to to do it and run it. We weren't sure if we were going to do it this year. Um, we kind of threw it together at the last minute, and I think it's going to be awesome. So May 1st, uh, set aside your day if you can attend. You can go to VeteransLive.com and sign up. Um, uh, Adam, did, is that, is that where we met last year? Did you see kind of, is that where you heard about flip hacking live? Was it at that event last year? Yeah, Bill, I think I've been, I've been following you for a while, but I did go to veteran. I went to veterans live REI last year and it was an incredible event, great speakers, people doing extraordinary things. And I was so happy to contribute to helping get that house for the homeless veteran. Nice. We appreciate the support. And, uh, last year it was more like a job fair. It was like investing one-on-one. We just kind of like shared what all the different types of niches are in real estate and gave some tips and things like that and more of a background. This year, we're doing more of like a 201, like a uh, the next level thing of like, how do you get go a little bit deeper in those? So uh, how do you, you know, build a business? How do you hire? How do you, um, 
how do you uh, go look for the apartment buildings and all, all that stuff. So we're going a little bit deeper this year and we're really focused on the people who are already in real estate and are investing in real estate and want to kind of blow up or those folks that have the background are ready to get, get going and, and want to go a little bit deeper. So uh, last year was more like a job fair. This year, we're realizing that a lot of the people that were there were already doing it. And they wanted the kind of the next level thing. So we're going uh, a little further this year. So you can go to veteranslive.com, check it out. Like I said, it's free. Um, you just put your uh, information in, name, uh, email address, and we'll set you up. It'll be a Zoom link that you guys can get and join us on May 1st. So uh, all the times will be on the website, stuff like that. Uh, we'll put the speakers on there eventually, but it's uh, it's going to be really cool. We have some of the speakers from last year. We have some new speakers this year. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. So Adam, thanks so much for hanging out with me. I really appreciate it. It's uh, uh, hopefully everybody that was listening, they heard your integrity, your mindset, your dedication, your need to win, all that stuff. And I know that uh, people could uh, take notes and even some of the tips like this uh, VA training, the, or the VA hiring uh, company, the consistency in marketing, all that stuff. And uh, six months. So I was four and a half months. You're six months. That's some serious dedication. I love it. I can't wait to see your success. I know that first deal is the one. That's like the tipping point. After that, going from zero to one, from one to 10 becomes easy. From 10 to 100 becomes even easier. So I can't wait to see you get there and, uh, and be handing you some awards at Flip Hacking Live this year in October. So make sure that you apply for that first deal award uh, that we got if you haven't already. So, all right, Adam, thanks for coming out with us. We'll see you guys later. See you on the next one. Bye. Thanks, Bill. What if you could raise $500,000 of private capital in the next 30 days to fund your real estate deals? How would that change your business? How would that change your life? I've put together a 30-day challenge that will walk you through how to get access to all the private funding you'll ever need at incredibly low interest rates on your terms when you need it. It's called the 500K Challenge. This is the same system I've used to raise over $15 million the past few years. And you're not just going to learn how to raise it. You're going to actually start finding this money yourself within the next 30 days as you go through the challenge. This is the single most important skill any real estate investor needs to have, whether you're flipping houses, buying multifamily properties, wholesaling, or anything else. Jump in and start raising private money now at 500kchallenge.com. I'll see you guys on the inside.